Because I got Michigan, I can make it bounce. <laughs> hard. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Fake Ass Radio Show on Podbean and Strange Label Forever. I am your host, Scav D. This show is brought to you by Island Ass, the greatest thing in the world. Coming up in the hour, we got music from The Game, Kanye West. Oh, God. And Ron, who are you playing on shit? I forgot. Anomaly. Oh, Anomaly. That's right. An Anomaly. Yes. And Ron is also here. What up, Ron? How the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going what on? Up, what Jesus up, man? Christ, man. I haven't spoken to you in quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, I've been out and about. Been overseas, dude. Overseas? Where did you go again? I went to Aruba. Oh. The 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 ha- they call it the happy the happy little island because it's about twenty miles long and what do they say six miles wide or something like that? It's not a very big island, and um, it's actually uh, it's actually a desert. Once you get off of the beaches, it turns into a you know, pretty, pretty desolate desert on the, on the back side of it. It's a desert Island. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Ron, if you, uh, had to be trapped on that Island and you could only have one album, what album would that be? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay. Stevie wonder songs in the key of life. Nice. Very good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know what I would take with yeah, me. I man. think uh, if it's the happy little island, fuck, I need happy songs. Probably uh, the Violent Femmes, uh, their first album. Or, you know, I mean, since you're already there, I mean, some probably some Marley. Okay. Some Bob Marley. I mean, that's dope, too. So, you know, I mean, because it's going to be, you know, 83 degrees every day. And uh, that's basically what it was. I mean, the same temperature every day. It was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe the consistency between the high of the day and the low of the day. So, I mean, you're only going about maybe a five to a six degree difference. But then, you know, since you're right there, you're getting this perfect breeze that's just spreading across the entire island. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was you know, it was amazing. Um, 
couldn't believe how just how beautiful it was and and um and the consistency of temperature and and uh how great the people were actually like the the uh the the, the locals there and uh you know i i think locally there's only about 30,000 people that live on the island like all year round and the rest of it's tourism so there's big there's these you know big island resorts and we stayed at the hilton casino and resort but it's it's so tropical there's palm trees everywhere and all these different pools and restaurants that you can go to that are on site i mean we stayed what basically eight nights and there were a couple of days where we never left the facility i mean it was enough there there were great restaurants there was a a great place that you could do like a all you can eat continental breakfast that had all you can drink mimosas and mm. screwdrivers and all that Brunch. and then our our company sponsored a uh, a bloody mary screwdriver mimosa bar from 8 30 to 10 30 every day oh i thought it, you were gonna say like a, a bloody mary drinking contest no no <laughs> now we did have a contest but it was a belly flop contest oh ron <laughs> Ron, I want to believe that there's other motherfuckers at your company that won that shit and not you. I did not win it. Uh, Actually, one of the resort employees actually won it. But uh, I made it to the second round. And uh, it it is on on a Facebook live feed. So I'll see if I can get that queued up uh, on my Instagram page here in in the next week. Finally, get some um, on there. So, you know, that was another thing is the time that I woke up every day. It was crazy the time that I woke up every day. I literally could not sleep past eight o'clock. Well, that's what you do no when you go on vacation. I, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Obviously, I was going to bed a little earlier because of COVID. Like they did shut down bars between like twelve and midnight and stuff like that. But I mean, we were literally getting started at like eight thirty in the morning, you know, because we would have whatever libations at uh, breakfast. But I couldn't believe how early you would get up. And it was like you try to go back to sleep, but you just couldn't. And that was like a a big shock to me because, you know, I mean, there's days where I can sleep until noon here in Texas. But for some reason there, I didn't want to. I felt like, you know what, I got to get up and get as much sunlight and daylight. Yeah. uh, Get out there and mingle with people and stuff like that. You got to get your fucking money's worth, man. Time is money, exactly. motherfucker. Get your ass up. Exactly. And so it was a totally different experience for me as far as that goes because it was just you wanted to get up. You wanted to, to move around. You wanted to get out on the beach. And, you know, they had some <laughs> it's pretty funny. white beaches and, you know, white sand beaches. And, and uh, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, but you see white bitches everywhere around here, around stateside <laughs> and shit, man. Like, what's nothing special about that? Uh, beaches. Beaches. Oh, beaches. Sorry. Beaches, motherfucker. Um, anyways. Yeah, it's so, funny that so. you're like, <laughs> you're just now realizing that, oh, you can wake up early and shit and uh, on your own and, and enjoy well, no, life. Yeah, like, well, no, <laughs> I mean, there was a couple of things that I had to do because, I, you know, I was there with my company or whatever. So there was a couple of mornings where I did actually have to get up. But at the same time, you know, I'd set an alarm clock, but I was always up before my alarm clock. Yeah. So actually, I was like getting up at like seven in the morning. And 
we did have an ocean view from our balcony. Nice. So, we, oh, God, yeah. And, uh, you know, that was the thing. Some of the views there were are just breathtaking. And so one of the things that we did, we went on a catamaran. And if you don't know what a catamaran is, it's just a big uh, boat. And it's got big sails on it, but this one had an engine as well. And so they took us out, you know, about a mile and a half to two miles off the shoreline. And we went snorkeling, which, you know, I've never been a huge snorkeling fan. It was something that I never really got the hang of. No, me neither. I ain't doing that shit. Fuck that. And <laughs> I'm jumping in that goddamn ocean and fucking snorkeling. Are you kidding me? So there were two areas where we went. We went one that was, you know, further out. And then we went one that was closer because there was like coral there. And the, the, the part where we went out, like out in the ocean, you know, almost a couple of miles, there was a sunken World War II ship there. Okay. And this was actually a Nazi ship because that's where like a lot of Nazi criminals like escaped to South America. Yeah. And, like Venezuela. And if you look at a map, Aruba is basically off the coast of Venezuela. I mean, it's miles away or whatever, but it's there. So this uh, ship was sunk somewhere right there. And, you know, it's still there. And, and you, you went and snorkeled it. to this motherfucker? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You, like, you could see it at the surface, though. But Man. it wasn't too far down to where, because, uh, yeah, I wasn't going down there. Now, there were some scuba divers that were down there, and I could see, like, the bubbles coming up out of this dark abyss and so yeah i wasn't trying to fuck with that that was like too crazy for me but there were some other people who were you know swimming down there there were some more experienced swimmers and stuff like that but when you when you jump in a body of water that large like it makes you feel so small so insignificant and the sea was a little rougher that day and so you know it's a little intimidating if you if you haven't been in that environment and you're not used to that environment. So I wasn't used to that environment. And so I, I struggled at first, but then um, the the crew were so helpful. They were, they were great. You know, they actually jumped off of the catamaran and got in the water with us. And they were instructing me. They're, they're like, dude, you're, you're doing this wrong. Like lay out like this. Make sure when you put the snorkel in your mouth, you seal your lips around it. And like, so you don't suck in water. Like, they basically instructed me on like the correct way to snorkel to where you're not swallowing a bunch of uh, salt water. Cause that, yeah, I, I did a couple of times, mind you, I was hungover. So yeah, that so, ain't yeah. no good. But you know, the cool thing is I got to see this ship and then uh, the insane amount of fish, these beautiful exotic fish that are swimming all around you that are literally swarming your body. And there were a ton of fish, uh, you know, these exotic looking fish that you, you know, only see on, on, you know, National Geographic and shit. So that was cool as hell. Dude, fuck that shit. I'm not swimming. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, you're only there once. You don't get to experience these things all the time. And, uh, you know, I mean, you, you got to do it. You, you have to do it. And, uh, and then... Uh, another uh, thing that I got to experience was horseback riding. So I went horseback riding with my wife. It was one of those bucket list things for her. And this experience 
did not go so well for me. It did, but it didn't. So my wife was extremely, extremely happy about it. And I guess my whole problem is my expectation of the whole experience. <laughs> what did you expect? I, okay, so number one, expectations. So this is a tourist island. So you make the assumption that, you know, most of these places are going to prototect you or put not put you in like uh harm's way all right well you like you that. assume that I don't ever assume that, but go on well, no, 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 okay, so like if you go to Disney, like dude, they don't want lawsuits. I don't so even like, go to concerts anymore and <laughs> not expect uh, you know <laughs> crazy bodily harm no, 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 you do have a a good point there, however. I thought this was going to be some Disney-fied shit of where, you know, some guide grabs the rein of the horse and kind of walks you across, you know, some beach. My wife explained it, you know, you get to walk horses on the beach. What's the fun of that, though? Some guy walking your nag, well, man. It, what the fuck? Well, like, you should be winding that motherfucker out on the beach. That's what I would have done. Well, okay. Fuck, giddy up. That's basically what happened. I assume that it was supposed to be like some like Disney fied shit. So you could get some pictures with your wife and, you know, make it like this very romantic thing. Not that I'm saying that there wasn't any romance there. Obviously there was. However, this ratty ass old bus comes and picks us up. <laughs> and, uh, well, it wasn't that bad, but it was a, a place called La Ponderosa. And if you do make it to Aruba, I would suggest this. It was incredible. Our guide was incredible. It's an experience that you're just never going to forget. I digress. So they pick you up on this bus. There's another couple on the bus. And, you know, my wife, she really hadn't explained this to me. And she just, you know, fell in love with the romanticism of riding a horse on the beach. You know, some real movie shit, you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so we get on this bus. And mind you, this is, like I said, this is a pretty small island. You know, it's a 15 to 20 minute bus ride. And things around the resort look a certain way, obviously. You know, very, very shiny, very elegant. And then you start going through these other sort of neighborhoods and then you make it through these very windy sort of narrow roads and you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere and, <laughs> and it's, it's just, just like kind of like those scary as fuck after that yeah dude a, yeah you feel like you're like you're in a fucking episode of narcos and shit so like <laughs> so yeah like there's there's these windy roads and shit and these really small sort of mesa style homes or whatever they're all stone little small homes yeah so you're making your way through this and then you get to this ranch and you realize you're out in the middle of nowhere you're like okay well whatever we show up to this ranch i'm not feeling well i'm i'm hungover and you know uh, the entire time on this bumpy ass bus ride i'm thinking don't fucking puke <laughs> yeah and yeah, so I'm feeling pretty shitty at this point. <laughs> yeah. Tammy is excited. Dude, I've never seen her so excited. 
And so we get to this place. There's a guy there, and he's charismatic, and he's funny. So finally, you know, they start pulling horses out of these stables. And so the guy let us know, like, hey, this is the group, but you two, and he points to my wife and I, and he says, you two booked the private tour. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. She never told me that. Of course yeah, not. And it was more expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they give us our horses. Well, first they were like, we're going to give you the name of your horse and make sure you remember the name of your horse. Okay. Uh, my wife's horse was named like Chubalita or something like that. And mine was Maluma. Maluma. Got it. They walk the horses around and then there's this, uh, there's this, this little staircase that you walk up and then you mount the horse and then they take us back to the stall where they tie off the horse and they're waiting for the guide to basically get ready already in the stall. My horse is not happy. (laughs) Tammy's horse is there. It's calm. My horse is moving around. He's obviously like bothered. Uh, yeah, man. Like he's just like kind of fidgety and I'm like, and I'm looking at her and she has a huge smile on her face. She's laughing and I'm looking like, like death already. And so like at this point, I'm not happy. I'm like, dude, this thing is going to fuck me up. And then they let us know for the next couple of fucking hours, we're going to be on this fucking horse. God. It was like a two and a half hour tour. Mind you, I've only ridden a horse like maybe like four times and not for a distance that long or a ride that hard. So at this point, like the nerves kick in. Let me backtrack a little bit. When we show up, they hand us paperwork, waivers. Of course. Arm waivers. Yeah. If you get fucked up, like we can't sue. No matter how much the, the medical costs were or whatever. We can't sue. So knowing this and knowing that I'm on this horse that didn't really want to fucking go out that morning, I'm like, motherfucker. So we finally push off. Tammy's horse, it already looks like it knows what it's doing. It's already getting in line behind the guide. And mine is kind of walking in a different direction. And I'm pulling on the reins to get him to go back. And he does. He does. Maluma does. <laughs> and <laughs> and so at first, I was right behind the guide. So Maluma, is his speed is varying to a point where I think it was kind of irritating the, the guide. So he calls Tammy's horse up, Chubalita. And so it goes right behind him. And then my horse is like somewhat lagging behind. Mind you. At this point, in the first five minutes, I noticed that we crossed this, this, this street, and then we hit trails in the fucking desert. We're in the desert on horses. And it's not like some nice sandy desert or something like that. It's like a hardcore, mountainous, sort of rocky desert. So the footing is not great. And so we're going up a fucking mountain on horses, and we're going through these trails and it's a desert. So what's in a desert? Fucking cactus, dude. Cacti. And we're going through narrow trails 
a 15 foot cactus on each side of you and like only one horse can go through single file and since i wasn't aware of this i'm in shorts and fucking flip-flops dude <laughs> riding a goddamn horse <laughs> so right off the bat man i mean the nerves are going and you know since you're so close to the equator there's no trees there's no shade we get to the top of this fucking mountain and mind you it's steep it's steep it's rocky it's not this comfortable flat surface riding that you're doing you know there were times where i was leaning all the way forward because it was so steep and the horse was like jumping to make some of these uh steps like it just was yeah so like i'm freaking out and between like the first 30 minutes of this thing i got really it was hot dude I, i'm sweating and by the time all that was done like all the hangover feeling was gone and it was just straight nerves like don't fall off this motherfucker because if you do you're gonna fall in a bed of fucking cacti and hard ass rocks and shit like that so <laughs> so we get to this top of this mountain right fucking beautiful you can see the ocean clear on the other side it's so hard to describe it was just beautiful like so fucking beautiful and you're looking at all these different little mountain ranges and in my head i'm like okay so where do we go now because i start looking at the other side of this mountain and it's fucking steep well guess what oh yeah we're going to the other side of the island beach so we have to make our way down the other side which is even more narrow even more treacherous and even more steep so now I have to lean back <laughs> <laughs> while my horse is very methodical at the steps that it's taking and I'm falling a little bit behind. And there's not very many flat, if any flat places where this horse can kind of catch up or anything like that. So the guide kept making, you know, whistling sounds and saying, Maluma, you know, get your shit going so this my horse would speed up during these narrow pathways where i'm like leaning back or whatever and i'm bouncing around all over this goddamn thing like i'm trying to go slow on purpose motherfucker. <laughs> yeah exactly Please. like why am i why am i gonna rush the horse like he obviously is uncomfortable or he's obviously thinking about the path that he wants to take meanwhile my wife's horse is almost directly behind this fucking guide horse and my horse is like no that's not the way that i need to take because obviously you know i have this heavy ass man on me i have this 240 pound man on me and it's not gonna go that smooth so like mine is kind of you know taking his own path in in ways that he could so we do get to flatter land and then all of a sudden I'm in full fucking gallop on a horse. <laughs> yeah, full fucking gallop. I was on full fucking gallop several times with this goddamn horse. For someone who is an inexperienced rider in full fucking gallop, shorts, and flip-flops, <laughs> dude, insane. And I thought that I would be better on sand, but no, I actually wasn't. 
(laughs) (laughs) So I'm bouncing all around. And the great thing is the the guide was very helpful. Thank goodness. So he kind of gave me some pointers. He's like, okay, you need to straighten your legs out a bit. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And so as the ride got going, I got better. I got better after an hour being on the horse. But mind you, it's fucking hot. You're closer to the equator, so 83 degrees feels much hotter than 83 degrees in Texas or Michigan. And it's fucking humid, too. So Mm, Forget about the humidity. Yeah, yeah. And so we get to the other side, and we're on this beach, and this is where the wind is coming in. This isn't where, like, you would want to swim. You know, because this is where that the wind is actually coming in. Those big, hard waves are coming in, and you're up on these rocky cliffs. And you're looking off these rocky cliffs, and you're on a horse, which was beautiful and a little scary at the same time. But after two and a half hours of going full gallop at times, we were finally off, and we were finally done. We have some great pictures and stuff like that. I'll have to uh, add them to the, the Instagram. I'll get that done this week. but it was such an experience the first hour was torture because i'm not great with heights i'm not afraid of heights but i'm not great with heights so being on a horse yeah and some out of control fucking animal in another country yeah on you know and you're going through (laughs) mountains and it's so hard to it's so hard to visualize this and we do have some photos and I, i don't know if we have any perspective photos that would even really do this justice. It was so desolate out there, but it was so gorgeous. I probably won't ever experience anything like that ever again because I don't know if I'm going to get on a fucking horse like this. <laughs> I don't imagine. All in all, two and a half hours, and no, it was not some Disney-fied shit. Like I said, several times, I'm in full gallop on, going on this fucking horse, man, <laughs> and uh, I'm just trying to survive and get there. But, you know, I mean... Uh, Tammy, I don't think she stopped smiling at uh, any point. I think she had a smile on her face the entire time. So it was worth it. It was worth the sacrifice, I guess. Well, very good, Ron. The things we do. I was sore. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I was sore for the next couple of days. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Aruba is a beautiful, beautiful country. Great people, great food. Obviously, the Spanish and Mexican cuisine there. Uh, Dutch cuisine there as well. The, you know, the Dutch pancakes for breakfast, which are basically <laughs> giant crepes, and you can get them savory or you can get them sweet. So you can get them, uh, you know, with some bacon and some some Gouda and some, mm. uh, so yeah, yeah, really good. And then you roll them up, mm. and they're like giant. They're like three inches thick, and you're eating this giant fucking bacon and cheese filled pancake <laughs> or crepe or you can do the savory you can get it filled with fruit and chocolate or honey or you know any any sort of thing whatever you like so the food was great uh there was a great italian restaurant called gianni's their big meal there is this giant block of cheese the center is a uh, hollowed out so it's a giant bowl so what they do is they light the cheese wheel on fire, throw your pasta in with this melted cheese. Oh, yeah, cheese. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, and I did take a video of the guy doing it, so I'll have to throw that up on IG, too. And, yeah, so they make this great spaghetti. 
it's uh, an order for two. And you can add berries if you want meatballs with it. You can get meatballs if you want to get shrimp, whatever meat that you want to get with it. Or you can just order it vegetarian. But it was so fucking good. And we're sitting out there on a patio right next to a big fountain. If you want to have a nice romantic uh, dinner, that, that was the place to have it at. There was a guy playing guitar, classical style guitar, out there playing music. Just an amazing experience. There was a great Neapolitan-style pizza place there, uh, the Aqua Grill, where you get, you know, nice seafood. You like um, fish, huh? Yeah, yeah, the Chilean sea bass. I had actually the best lamb chops I've ever had in my life there. Uh, so tender, so juicy, uh, so great. <laughs> I don't yeah, like yeah, lamb man. either. Yeah, oh, seafood man, you, lamb is gross. Well, they had, uh, you know, all kinds of fillets and, and stuff like that, and I got in on some filet and some great uh, steaks there too. So yeah, like it was just an incredible experience. Uh, I, I know that you said your Bonnaroo uh, plans got canceled and dude, what you'd spend going to, to Bonnaroo, you could go to fucking Aruba and have a way better time. I say, take that money. Fuck coming to Texas, dude, go to Aruba. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, apparently I don't know if weed is legal there, but Jamaicans tried to sell me weed. So, uh, <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. So, so, so you can get the weed fade there. The booze is, is flowing. And I'll tell you what, the drinks that they make there are strong as fuck. They do not, uh, water down their drinks at all. Also, they have desalinized water there. They have some of the highest quality water in the world. So you can drink the water there and not get diarrhea. Great place to visit. Uh, if you're looking for an island vacation, I can't recommend Aruba enough. If you're looking for a place to go to take uh, your significant other, a girl's trip, guy's trip, whatever, man. Any and everything is there for you. It really is. There's literally anything that you want to do. A lot of our customers and, and vendors, they went on these uh, UTV rides. So you can take these UTVs, ATVs out in the fucking desert and just rip it up, dude, out in the middle of the fucking desert, hit these beaches on them shits, dude, go wild, parasailing, snorkeling, scuba, do whatever you want to do, jet skis. And the fucking water was so fucking clear. All these beautiful exotic fish swimming around you. The resort was just gorgeous. You're walking through this resort and there's palm trees everywhere. And then you see a big fucking iguana just, you know, walking right beside you. And it's just totally cool, man. It's, it's just totally cool with you. Like, yeah, man, I'm just going to walk with you for a little bit. All right. Cool, man. I see you, bro. All right. Now I'm going to go over in these bushes. And so, like, it was fucking that cool. Like, it was just the wildlife there. It's right there, all there for you. Incredible experience. I, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You don't think you'll ever go back? I do. I do think I would go back. I would definitely go back. All right, well, there you go. Maybe I'll go with you. I think you should. Like I said, one of the best vacations. No, it is the best vacation I've ever taken. I mean, you can do the same shit that you can do there in Santa Barbara where I go like twice a year and shit. I mean, there ain't no, no like big ass no. fucking like iguanas and shit. No, man, shit like fucking around, but 
You know, you yeah, can... Santa Barbara. Yeah, Santa Barbara's beautiful. California's beautiful, but no, man. Like you, you gotta go to an island vacation. You do. In Aruba, it's very safe there. You're not worried about uh, crime or anything like that. I'm telling you, man. It it was it was such a great experience. I I don't I don't know. I will vouch for the island, man. Uh, is this your first time on an island? An island going over the Caribbean, yes. See, I've only been to Catalina Island before. Oh, I hear that's a dope-ass island. It really is. And, like, I already mentioned the fucking, the island ass earlier and shit. Like, you already mentioned your wife was really, really happy. Yeah, generally chicks are very, very happy uh, when they're on an island. And uh, the ass you get on the island is is fantastic, too, man. It's, uh, you know, that <laughs> that vagina, it just, it... It marinates, man, when you travel over that water, dude. It's just, you know, and, and it's ripe as fuck by the time you get to the fucking, to that island, man. It's ready to go. I'm ready to go. Ron, I know you was ready to go, man. I uh, cannot deny that. <laughs> I know these things, man. The island vagina. It's night and day compared to that uh, mainland. Oh, Jesus I'm not Christ. sure. I'm not sure why it is, man. It's, uh, you know, you already mentioned you're close to the equator and shit, like the toilets, they flush backwards, you know, over there. The <laughs> pussy does the same thing on an island. I don't know, man. It's that, that earth, uh, that earth, yeah, man. Earth, earth. It affects the pussy. <laughs> Speaking of uh, things affecting pussy, uh, <laughs> a Buffalo Bills fan threw a dildo on the field uh, during their... Uh, that last home game against the Patriots uh, on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And what, and what, the fuck out yeah, it's apparently been a long standing tradition there. Right. Really? So, so like, you know, in hockey, they throw octopus on, on the ice. Yep. Out here in Detroit, so, we do that shit. Yeah. yeah they throw yeah, dildos yeah. down on the field only for, oh uh, God. only for Patriots games when they're playing the Patriots. So I guess like it started with Tom Brady, like someone years ago, they wrote Tom Brady on a dildo. And they chucked Shut it down to the field during a Patriots game. Yeah, and it uh -uh. got a little coverage. And uh, motherfuckers there have been doing it ever since. No way. They're still doing it. He doesn't even, Tom Brady don't even play there anymore. But they fucking. Oh, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. <laughs> still, I mean, they still think Tom Brady's a dick up there in Buffalo. And, uh, you know, that rowdy ass fucking Bills Mafia. You know, yeah, yeah, man. They're not that, shy. That, that cold ass, yeah, that, those cold ass cities, dude. They ain't shy about oh. letting his old New England team know that, uh, you know, Tom Brady's still a dickhead, which yeah, I think yeah. is hilarious. Well, the funny <laughs> thing is, going back to the trip or whatever, we were there with a ton of New England fans, and we're up in this penthouse at the top of uh, the Hilton. And, yeah, we're watching that game with a bunch of Patriots fans while they are getting their asses handed to them, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't yeah, good. It was bad. Wasn't good. But, you know, in Mac Jones' defense, he's a rookie. Look at the other young quarterbacks making the uh, playoffs for the first time. Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, they all looked like shit. They were all terrible. Jalen Hurts looked like a deer in a headlight. Kyler Murray looked like a fucking deer in the headlights. That interception that he threw, you know, when he was in the end zone against the Rams last night, that was fucking awful. That might be one of the worst interceptions i've ever seen yeah there's like, been some pretty sad performances your boy uh yeah. fucking dak prescott fucking uh 
Yeah, yes, what fucking the fuck? boy? <laughs> yeah. You're only guilty by association. Just because I live ten minutes south of the fucking stadium, yeah. and uh, and I'm in cowboy country, and I pay actually my fucking property taxes and sales tax paid for that goddamn giant stadium. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that does not make me a Cowboys fan. And I, fuck Dak, he sucks. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah. There's been some yeah. very poor performances going on uh, during these uh, playoffs and shit and wild cards and whatnot. Because they expanded the, the NFL playoffs to, to seven teams. You know, there's that extra game now, and the two seed no longer gets a bye for the first week. And, you know, seeds four through six historically played each other, and now it's two through seven. They started it last year, and none of those teams have won a game. And this year, the margin of victory was like, what, three touchdowns, three-plus touchdowns? It was awful. I am so against expanding playoffs. We don't need more games. Every year, there's about four, maybe five teams that legitimately have a shot at making deep playoff runs, and everybody else is just everybody else. You're going to get blowouts. To be honest, I didn't watch that much football this weekend. The games were awful anyways. I basically tuned out on last night's game. The Cardinals didn't show up. It, it was an awful game. Yeah, I think I kind of agree with you about like, you know, yeah, some extra bullshit going on. We don't need it. It's unnecessary. Yeah. You know what yeah, you the, get? You get game. what Fuck you that. end up getting is, uh, you, you know, they end up taking a shot of a goddamn dildo down on the field. Yeah, That's exactly. a game that couldn't have even been there, man. Exactly. It's right there, man. Dildo right on the screen. Motherfuckers are pointing at it and shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, right after that, Jussie Smoulet, fucking, uh, he quickly jumped down from the stands into the end zone. He grabbed that motherfucker. He ran off fast as fuck. And uh, nobody has seen him since. But yeah. So. Yeah, I remember, I remember the Giants went 11-5 and five and missed the playoffs. I remember uh, Lovey Smith. He went 10-6. and six. And miss the playoffs. You know what? Not everyone should be in, man. And it looked like the Steelers shouldn't have been in. They had no business playing Kansas City. Definitely and, not. Uh, yeah, man. Like, it, it just didn't make for compelling games. And it was like, this is bullshit. Nah, the only good game was that Raiders game. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. So Controversial game. No, it wasn't. Controversial game. I don't know. No, it wasn't. I mean, uh, but credit to the fucking Raiders, though. I mean, they lose their head coach. They lose their best wideout. And, uh, you know, I mean, they were able to hold together their season, make something out of nothing. And uh, they they held on and they, they played tough. You know, I mean, it's not like it was a blowout game or anything like that. I don't see how you can't be happy with all the chaos that they had to endure this season and what they were able to overcome. Oh, no, I'm absolutely and, and proud. Yeah, I'm yeah. proud of my team. Very proud. No, fuck you. They're but I don't want to talk about Lions it, Lions are your team, I don't want to talk. Fucking douchebag. Are we supposed to root for Matt Stafford? No. Fuck no. That's what I, if you're, I'm saying. If you're rooting for Matt Stafford, you're a fucking loser. He didn't fucking play for the Lions anymore. Fuck you. And like all those fucking douchebags that were fucking 
rooting for Justin Verlander to to win a World Series. Fuck him. They cheated anyways. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You don't play for us anymore. Fuck you. I hope you fall down the fucking stairs and break your leg. You piece of shit. You didn't win shit for us, so fuck Stafford, dude. And that game didn't prove shit to me. You know what that game proved to me? That he's a game manager. And that's his best fucking role is being a game manager. Like, seriously, dude. They ran the ball at will. They were getting fucking, at times, nine plus yards a, a, a chunk there. He only threw the ball fucking 17 times. Yeah. It was obvious McVay didn't trust him throwing the fucking football. I was saying and, the same thing. Well, and that was the Cardinals' weakness, too. So you can't take away too much. Is Stafford a good quarterback? Yes. Nobody in Detroit was saying that Stafford was dog shit. The only thing that we were saying is why haven't you won a playoff game? And the excuse, well, he doesn't have enough talent around him. Bullshit. You had a fucking Hall of Fame wide receiver, a first ballot Hall of Fame wide receiver. Who can say that? Who can fucking say that? Not that many quarterbacks. You had a top five defense in 2013. You had a chance to win the division. All you had to do going down the stretch is win one game and you lost all three in a row and you played awful in all three of them. Right. So, you know, I don't want to hear that shit. And that's the national fucking narrative of this fucking guy. Right. That he's up on some sort of fucking cross and Detroit was a shitty place that never surrounded him with talent. Look, I get it. The Lions aren't this great storied franchise. They're not. But neither is Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow won a fucking playoff game. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. And they're terrible. As far as the talent around him, he's got some wide receiver options, obviously. He's got a pretty good running back oh, and Joe want, Mixon. I don't want to talk about it. But you're telling me that Stafford didn't have a Cincinnati Bengals team around him? Get the fuck out of here. It's the worst narrative. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the national media. I hope Tom Brady hangs 100 on his ass next week. And I, I want to be done with it. I just want to be done with it. Like, stop shitting on Detroit to make a point that this guy's a decent quarterback. Nobody said he wasn't a decent quarterback, but he's not elite. He's not an elite quarterback. He just isn't. There you go. <laughs> there you go. What would you rather talk about now, Ron? Would you uh, rather talk about uh, Bob Saget or uh, Sidney Poitier? I don't know. I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the I'm, first... I'm fucking pissed off, man. I'm fucking seeing all these people fucking make some sob story for this fucking douchebag who made fucking <laughs> a quarter of a billion dollars. He got paid a quarter of a billion dollars. I don't want to hear you fucking cry for this fucking pussy. I really fucking... Uh... I really struck a chord by asking if uh, you should root for Stafford. If we got to root for Stafford now, no, Jesus. you better not root for Stafford. I it will change how I feel about you. <laughs> I will I unfriend really you off all social medias. You will be gone from my life. Oof. No, not really. But you know, I I just think it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna root for him because he's uh, whatever. No, I'm not rooting for his ass. All right, all right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Fuck. Ron, Sidney Poitier died. 
No, who gives Sydney a fuck? Poitier. Stafford really? sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you weren't affected. You weren't affected by Sydney Poitier at all. No, actually, uh, dude. Uh, so I did actually see. Uh, what was it? Guess who's coming to dinner? That was uh, that was a brilliant movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, he's a what? He was the first black Oscar winner, right? Yep. First black actor to win an Academy Award. Yeah. Right. And, and then, uh, uh, I don't think a, yeah. I don't think another black actor has won one since, right? Uh, so. Denzel did. I'm just kidding. For training day, right? <laughs> Oscar's so white, man. I know. It's uh, sad. it's sad. Uh, <laughs> do you think it's gonna be a thing now? Like uh, because like Sidney Poitier was one of the first, the originators. Are we gonna start seeing uh, a bunch more blackers, black actors uh, dying off? No, you don't think so. I don't think so. Right. Well, I mean, who was that one? Um, uh, the dude who played Black Panther. Oh yeah, Chadwick uh, Boseman. Yeah, yeah I guess he. Boseman, yeah, he's I mean, not the first. The first yeah, actor, yeah. the first blackter to yeah, to pass, I mean, he and died, he won't be the last. He died insanely young. It's fucking awful. I'm wondering if you know, if we're bridging a gap now with the times and shit. You know. Yeah, I mean, people are getting old. I think Morgan Freeman's probably next, right? It's going to be a while before James, Denzel. I was, well, I was thinking James Earl Jones. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Why did I say that? That's all. <laughs> it's Fuck not that scared. bad, Ryan. It's fine. No, 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 no. James Earl Jones is a legend. I hope not. <laughs> He's Lord, fine. please. Lord, please. Help me, please. Help me, please. Still breathing right now. I mean, you can hear him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he has one of the greatest voices of, of just all time, you know. But yeah, that Bob Saget shit was weird. Yeah, I was uh, I was in a shock. Yeah, and they said no foul play. I guess they said it was, was it cardiac? Maybe. No, I think that was Betty White that I'm thinking of that, like, basically. I heard she had a stroke. Yeah, yeah. And then just sort of lived it out and then, uh, you know. Yeah, I know. And then died peacefully yeah. in her sleep. Which I don't know. I don't know, man. Is that how you want to die? Or do you want to know that you're dying? So you're having a heart attack versus like just falling asleep and never waking up. I want to die peacefully in my sleep like my grandfather and not like his uh, passengers that were fucking screaming in terror. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's at the beginning of um, Don't Look Up, if I'm not mistaken. You got to watch that okay. movie still. Yeah, you got to watch know, that. I know, I know, I know. Great. But yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Yeah, fucking A. I think Saget... Thing with Saget, kind of like Gene Wilder. Also, I talked about Gene Wilder when he died. I watched Saget pretty much all throughout my life and grew up with right. him in like all different right. facets of his career. Like exactly. as a youth, like I watched him on Full House. Not too much. Like I thought Full House was kind of gay. <laughs> you know, like three dudes. Well, I did as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as a kid, I mean, it was. You remember Friday nights? You watch Family Matters and fucking uh, Full House. I enjoyed Family Matters and like Perfect Strangers. Yeah. Full House is one of those ones that I didn't really care for, man. I was like three dudes living in a house in San Francisco and shit. I don't know. Like, I just didn't really care now, for it all that much. But. Back No, back in the day, you know, I thought, you know, Uncle Jesse was cool. I did. I'm, I'm a douche. I thought the whole like musician angle or whatever, me being a musician, me always wanting to be one. Like, I thought that was, like, a cool angle or whatever. You like so, Stamos? Yeah, yeah, I did, but I, I think he's a douche now. And, and uh, 
if you want to rip me for that shit, you can. I liked sagging on uh, the uh, America's uh, Funniest Home Videos. I feel like that's oh, yeah. what I watched him the most on. Yeah, that was good, too. Everybody loves watching people get hit in the nuts. Like, they fucking, they figured that shit out in, like, the late 80s right. and early 90s. Right. Like, uh, people getting hit in the nuts and being allowed to show it, that just yeah. was the thing. And it was the thing for, like, nine seasons or something like that. He, yeah, he was, uh, at one point, he was, like, uh, kind of like America's father figure. Yeah. But then you get uh, a little bit older, and you realize, yeah, he's one of the fucking dirtiest, edgiest stand-up comedians to ever live. Uh, absolutely, he was. I couldn't believe his stand-up when I first saw it, because I had always seen him as, like, this somewhat corny-ass dude. As you America's know, I mean, dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I still liked him, you know? I mean, I didn't have any hate for him or anything like that. It was shocking at first. I'm pretty sure he said he fucked Kimmy Gibbler one time on set when he was on Codeine. Uh, <laughs> in yeah, one, of his, yeah. uh, one of his comedy <laughs> specials, man. Yeah, like, yeah. He was a raw like dog. He was hilarious, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. But it just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, that would be like finding out like Bill Cosby is a serial rapist. <laughs> right? Wow. <laughs> Speaking of out of nowhere, like he's got the best cameo in Half Baked where he, oh, yeah, yeah, he like yeah, ridicules yeah. Dave Chappelle for being addicted to weed. Right. Uh, right. Where he replies to suck dick for yeah, coke. Marijuana isn't a drug. What the fuck? <laughs> suck dick for coke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you ever suck some dick for marijuana? Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that was great. Saget also uh, directed a really funny movie called Dirty Work, uh, which oh, uh, yeah. yeah starred Norm Macdonald, who also yeah, yeah. recently passed. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Artie Lang is also in that movie. Oh yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah if you'd have ever told me that Artie Lang would outlive both Norm Macdonald and Bob Saget. I'd have fucking kicked in the balls and then sent yeah, the footage yeah. in, man, for a shot at a hundred grand on TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's the secret to, to longevity is just being a giant piece of shit. <laughs> right? Junk you know, monkey. I mean, really? Yeah. Really? Artie lives on, but Norm and Bob are, uh, yeah, are gone, yeah. man. What a, uh, what a fucked up, cruel world we live in. <laughs> for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were a big Artie fan. I was never an Artie fan. Oh, well, you know, I'm a big Stern fan. I haven't listened to Stern in quite a few years now. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I like Stern. Yeah. He still gives the... He still, to me, gives one of the best interviews out there. You know, say he, he's lost his edge or anything like that. But even still, he still, to me, gives the best interview out of anybody. Yeah, he gets a lot of hatred on uh, the Reddit and uh, the social media's uh, the stern because it's yeah that's because it's like incel douchebags yeah but uh you know I'm sure he still does fine I haven't listened to him You're in a few years about pussy enough anymore well you know that is always fun or some of the yeah some of the segments or whatever I do or enjoy the, border, uh, or his borderline racism oh yeah he's absolutely racist for sure <laughs> I don't think he's racist but he does some edgy racy stuff that's that's like come on man well everybody does that really? too. everybody does that too but. no he pushed the envelope harder than just about anybody and it it's like kind of like Chappelle, you know when you make those kind of jokes i don't think he was doing it out of like 
a harm or anything. Although, you know, if you listen to Mooney, Mooney would say, no, fuck that dude. And I get that or whatever. But that kind of stuff kind of makes people popular sometimes. And it um, used to. Yeah, it used to kind of make like Imus. Imus used to say fucked up racist shit. And like people like kind of gravitated toward that, which I never understood. Me neither. But well, it's kind of like the whole thing with like Trump or whatever. Like you're not afraid to say anything. You don't have a, a a filter. I don't think it's the actual content that people really care about so much as someone who's not afraid to challenge societal norms. I guess people gravitate towards that sort of thing. You said he, he 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 goes uh, against the social norms and uh... yeah yeah especially now you know and and it's you know he was funny you know I mean you know sometimes it's nice to make fun of each other or whatever and uh, but he did push the envelope at times and he pissed off people but um, you know I mean that's that's the name of the game you know uh, he was uh, the shock jock so well now he's friends with all of them now yeah but at the same time like. I feel like the older you get, the less you give a fuck also. I'm um, the polar you, opposite. <laughs> I feel like, like I'm pissed off and I give a fuck about everything now. Well, I, I, I feel like at this point, like now... Uh, we got you know, friends that are going into politics now and shit. I feel like I am starting to give a fuck now and be pissed off like even more now. The older I get. See, that's the thing. No, like that's the thing. Like, Okay, so I had to like basically do a cleanse of my social media, do a cleanse of my life as far as like who in your shows. life is wholesome and who's a fucking pandering douchebag news shows, all that. Like I just had to get it all out of my life. You, you know, the older you get, the the more cynical you get if you pay attention to that shit. So fucking turn off the fucking MSNBC, the Fox news, fuck all that bullshit. Nothing wrong fuck with Joe. being cynical. Fuck Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah i'm not a fan of rogan either you know i mean he's just getting like i like his stand up and he's feeling himself you know i mean that's what happens you know you you get a bunch of money you know you you know you get all that shit I'd much you rather listen to Mary. anything yeah much rather yeah, so, listen to Mary. so yeah like fuck all that shit dude like i had to cut all that bullshit out of my life it felt like it was changing me and I was becoming a different person. I was becoming one of these tribal idiots who just believes whatever their fucking dictator tells them to. And so, yeah, fuck all that shit, dude. Be a free thinker. But the earth is still around, you dumbasses. Live your own life. Be a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Be a weirdo like Bob Saget was. Yeah, Have a yeah. weird mind like Bob Saget, man. Yeah, exactly, yeah, Ron. And rest, rest in peace. It's Bob sad. Saget. Yeah, we gotta fucking uh, we gotta say goodbye to uh, not one but two legends. We gotta. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta send off Sidney Poitier and uh, Bob Saget. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's true. Sometimes I'll catch like old reruns of that shit, dude. And that shit was so fucking great. Like AFV. Bob Saget, Sidney Poitier, they're both uh, funny people. Funny American people. And uh, 
Well, he was uh, what? He was uh, from the islands, right? The Bahamas? I don't know. It's possible. Oh, shit. I, I think I'm getting a buzz here. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, but uh, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. What, what, are you, what are you sipping on over there? The Truly Lemonades. Oh. Truly Lemonades tonight. Taking her easy. The kegs are empty. Uh, I got to fill the kegs oh. again. I thought, I thought you were taking it easy on those uh, Trulys because they were uh, becoming too addictive. They, well, they can be. I was, and then my kegs are both blown, so I got to fill oh, those okay. up this week, and then I'll, uh, you know, I'm depleting everything that's in the uh, the fridge. Gotcha, so, gotcha. I'm uh, drinking a red stripe. There you go. In, in, in honor of uh, my island vacation and uh, all that. Although, you know, I mean, the shit that I drank there was just insane. There was this drink called uh, Aruba Ariba. Aruba Ariba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. It had some rum stuff in it. They have a rum punch, which is good as well. Yeah, rum punch so, is good. Rum runners are delicious. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a little floater. And normally, I don't drink shit like that. But, floater you know, on top. I mean, yeah, you no. Gotta, when you you're... know, once you once you get started, man, like you you you've got to keep it going all day and to, to drink beer like that or. You know, I mean, sometimes the frozen drinks are fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daiquiris. Well, one night I got fucked up, and I'm not going to talk about it. But uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty <laughs> insane. You did you know, fine, I, Ron. You made it. You made yeah, it home. I did. One piece, and uh, it's all that I matters. And, you know, and, and traveling. You know, with the in these. You know, I hate to say the phrase these crazy times. It really was, man, uh, because we had to get our test within 48 hours. You have to test. And test negative within a 48-hour period, and that's going to and leaving. So it was crazy. So, but we made it back. Uh, both of us tested negative. There were some people who didn't, and they actually have to stay there quarantine for like five days. <laughs> but, um, oh, that's but yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, well, actually, you know what? They they actually put you up in a nice uh, Airbnb or a hotel room. And, but you just have to stay there or whatever, and uh, you know, for five days. So, and you have to be isolated. It, it could be by yourself. So, Aruba being real responsible with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was awesome. Good, and, Ron. Uh, I'm glad yeah. you. I'm glad you made it back. Yeah, glad you yeah, and the missus are fun. safe, man. Good shit. Yeah, uh, we missed our dogs and shit too, man. I mean, leaving your dogs for that long. Oh yeah, man. I've done that many times. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Don't care. Oh well, we had the uh, we had the boy here holding down the fort. So see, you're lucky. Glad. That's why you have the kids, man, to watch your fucking dogs and shit. My, you think my sister, or my brother, are watching my fucking dogs? No fucking way. They well, don't. No, he was just he didn't just watch them. I mean, he stayed here. What more could you want? Yeah, I guess you're right. I partied and shit, sliding around his underwear, dancing around a Bob Seger and shit. <laughs> got Tisha Campbell well, coming over and shit trying to finger her. Well, if he did, oh, oh well. I hope the, so. The, the less that I know about it, the better. There you go. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Big Ass Radio Show. This season on SEAL Team. Oh, 
this and more on this season of CBS's SEAL Team. This season on Empire, it's the story of how Lucius Lyon, a rap mogul from the streets, built an empire. I'm doing this for my family. His three children all vying for his company, oldest son and business partner Andre. I'm feeling a little bipolar white woman, bring me my pill. His talented son, singer-songwriter Jamal. Hey, I'm gay, but nobody knows. Don't tell my dad. Hey, where's my auto-tune? His youngest son and rising rap star, Hakeem. Hakeem about to drop his first album. Free, come. Free, 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 come. And Cookie, his ex-wife just released from prison. I'm Cookie, and half this shit be mad. Lucius Lyon will stop at nothing to protect what is his. But can he be trusted? Academy Award nominee, Terrence Howard as Lucius Lyon. I'm doing this for my family. Precious's Gabri Sidibe as his assistant. <laughs> and Tara G.P. Henson as Cookie. Half this shit is mine. All starring this season of Empire on Fox. The cutting edge. There is no radio station kicks as much ass as you all do. Online and on your smartphone. Strangelabel.com. Keep it lo-fi up in here sometimes. Real dusty, real smoky. Big ass radio show. Oh, Gab Rano. Bones. Yeah, what is that? Bones the beathead in the background. The beathead? Yeah. Music. Good music. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the other day, we used to do a thing on the show called Top 5. You remember that, Ron? Yeah, yeah. We'll do that on the next episode. I was just uh, I was just remembering that, and uh, that was a good bit to do. I always enjoyed doing those, you know, uh, reminiscing about the old music. Oh. Uh, okay. What was going on that particular week. Yeah. You know? So we'll do that the next episode. But uh, anyways, music this week. Ron, you ready to get into it? Yes, sir. All right, let's go. Music. Why I got the music? Why I got a place to go? Why I got a place? Why I got a place? Why I got a place to go? Will I got the music? Why I got a place to go? Arriba! I got the music. I got a place to go. Will I got the music? Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to oh, yeah. fuck ya. <laughs> Rano. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you hit that motherfucker right on the head, dude. What do you uh, got for me tonight, Monfrey? Kokomo, man. <laughs> Motherfucking Kokomo. <laughs> well, I got a musician out of Montreal. 
name Anomaly. He's kind of like a musician producer who does um a lot of uh a lot of like instrumental music. Right? And it's almost on like some like I don't know, like some Herbie Hancock shit. Yeah, he's like, real wholesome sounding and shit. He does like throw in like it's, funk, it's jazz, jazzy, yeah. Hip-hop. I've played some uh, anomaly. Yeah. I've started out an episode or two uh, with an instrumental song from this cat on uh-huh. uh, this show before. So uh, yeah, ooh, and he's gonna be here in Dallas uh, May 18th at the Deep Elm Art Company. That, that'll be dope. I might go see that actually. Oh, and he's playing at L Club June 1st in Detroit, Michigan. So I know L Club. I'm very familiar with that. Very small room. Yeah, yeah. Saw that a grandson. Might be a dope ass there. Show, yeah. Dude. Saw a grandson. Yeah. You gotta get there early, otherwise you won't be uh in the room. Yeah, that could be like some cool, like intimate shit. You know, I like those I like those intimate shows, man. I don't I don't like going to them big venues. I'm not I'm not a big venue dude anymore. There's nothing Anyways. wrong with a big venue and shit. I was going to go to Bonnaroo, and I'm not going this year. I was said I was going to go. The lineup's just not popping enough for me and shit. Not enough to pay those kind of prices. I'd rather go to Coachella. But go we'll the, see if I do islands, that. Man. I'll that. do that too. But again, I can do the same thing that I do on them islands, man, that I do uh, in Santa yeah, Barbara. It's, it's, it's just different. It's totally different. It really is. <laughs> going to Santa Barbara at the end of... Uh, February and then we're going uh early August. Like we've already got go two trips. Islands. Two trips booked, islands. man. Like you gotta come to Santa Barbara. That's where that's where it's at, man. Anyways, Ron. Anomaly. You spend the same money. You spend the same money too. Oh no, not in Santa Barbara. We do it good. Yeah, we do. do it up real good. Yeah, you do. We find the good cheap lodging and shit, but it's still nice. Dude, fuck with me, Ron. I'm telling you. But anyways, ah, <laughs> Anomaly. Me. <laughs> fuck you and your fucking ghetto ass airbnbs my bougie, trying to my bougie yeah, dude, shit. I, I ain't trying to stay in some fucking bed somebody farted what are you fucking sexed up in talking about that's what a hotel room is you think ain't nobody shit, fucked up your goddamn bed before you slept in it shit come on it's almost better if it's an airbnb nah son anomaly at least i get that fucking uh <laughs> All you can well, eat, company, all you can drink. Your Con- company no, paid for it. Uh, breakfast. We're not going to talk about that. Your company paid for it. That's the, that's the, that's the major difference. That's the all-encompassing <laughs> greatness. All right? And I, I give you props. We're not going to talk about you that. You get the yeah, props. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> Anomaly. Well, you, know, well, you work hard, you play hard. So we'll leave it at that. Indeed. Yeah, this song is called uh, Crescent. And it's off of uh, Metropole 2. It's the second album of a two-part album. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's just good shit. The guy's a phenomenal musician and uh, producer, songwriter. And uh, man, I hope you like it. Right here on the Fake Ass Radio Show with uh, Scav D and Rhino. Thank you. 
Ooh. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Very nice, very <laughs> nice. And, you know, at times, like, it kind of gives me, like, a little Daft Punk feel, too. Mm-hmm. So, foreign. So, yeah. Foreign yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those French dudes, they do, like, they do funk and jazz very, very nicely. I ain't complaining. I ain't uh, complaining yeah. at all. Good shit. There you go. Anomaly. Hope you like it. No, yeah. Anomaly. Crescent. Thank ass radio show, Scab Ron. Yeah, let's uh, close out. God damn it, I got one more song. And uh, you know what? I'm going to fucking toughen up the room a little bit with uh, The Game and his latest effort, which features none other than the legendary Kanye West. Oh, Jesus. Everyone knows who The Game is. The Game is awesome. He uh, is a rapper slash actor. I think he's written a... Has he written a book? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. If he hasn't, he should. I don't follow. He's done some movies and shit. He's done some no, really yeah, good remember. movies. Yeah, yeah. He's not a bad actor. Like he was in uh Street Kings. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. That's I don't a think gritty, I saw that. gritty cop movie with Keanu Reeves and uh oh, Captain America. Okay. David Ayer. I, think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. One of my favorite directors, man, before DC got to him and fucked up his cred. But uh yeah, <laughs> David Ayer, man. That guy was my fucking yeah, homie. Yeah made these gritty cop movies and uh yeah the game is in one of them he was uh wise enough to hire the game to do a couple of scenes and shit but uh all right yeah this song i'm sure it's going to be featured on an upcoming album who knows when that comes out because i don't look shit up anymore i don't care i ain't that college Uh, radio anymore but uh name of this song is called easy with a z the game featuring kanye west fake ass radio show scam Rhino. He was one star, star from around the way. My life was never easy. My life was never easy. Started in my cutlass clutching heat like it's an open oven. Puffing chronic, puffing biggie out the window, speaker subbing. Running to the crypts, it ain't no discussion. Bullet wounds drenched in Hennessy and teaspoons of Robitussin. Head up phase, got a few concussions. Yeah, Compton's amazed, Dr. Dre percussion. God, please grant my nigga eternal life. We need the beats. Aftermath where you fall asleep, you do not eat. And my belly is full. Gorilla riding the bull, banana clips in the pool. Swan diving, classy azul. The ops, I'm on the ass. Grandmama whoopings in school This Wilmington in Brazil Where niggas die in they jewels Too many problems, too many YGs So many ties to dollar signs Easy to end up on E I got shot up like Columbine The Crips descended on me Saw my name on the dotted line That was vengeance on beats This is the way he was once I thought from around the way My life was never easy My life was never easy There it is, there it was, don't interrupt, just because it's no love, shoulder shrug. To the table when I'm the table. I'ma turn up the music, wake up the neighbors. I'ma get that thug life tatted across the navel. It's how I am in real life, not just okay. Mr. Narcissist, tell me about my arrogance. No more counseling, I don't negotiate with therapists. God, yeah, 
Wanna let God in, but tonight, I guess I let my pride win. Cousin Dre sent me scriptures, help me see life better. Nigga, we having the best divorce ever. If we go to court, we'll go to court together. Matter of fact, pick up your sis, we'll go to court together. I watch four kids for like five hours today. I wear these easy boots everywhere, even in the shower today. I got love for the nannies, but real family is better. The cameras watch the kids, I stop taking the credit. Not custodial dad, I bought the house next door. What you think the point of really being rich for? When you give them everything, they only want more. Bougie and a ruler, y'all need to do some chores. Rich ass kids, this ain't your mama house. Climb on your brother's shoulders, get that top rhyming out. God sent me from that crash, just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. And my new bitch bad. I know Illuminati mad. This that Illuminati bitch. This that two Bugatti rich. This that God did this. Only God did this. There it is. There it was. Don't interrupt. Just because ain't no love. Shoulder shrug. Won't he do it? Yes, he does. Won't he do it? Yes, he does. Won't he do it? My life was never easy. This next one gonna be easy. He was one size up from around the way. He was one size up from around the way. Yeah, rest in peace, easy. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, I love that. Bob I love Saget. that track. Yeah. Yeah, and uh yeah, dude. I mean, that was something we bumped back in the day. He once was a thug from around the way. Right. Right. Yo, easy. Oh, bitch, shut the fuck bitch. up. <laughs> Got me you, a funky bass line, Drake. You used to be able to da, say, da, bitch. Da, 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 <laughs> that shit hit hard, man. That shit used to knock. I remember listening to that shit like, wait, what? Wait, we were like in the eighth grade or something like that, and we were bumping that. Well, I mean, I was, I was much well, younger. Well, I mean, yeah, younger, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, well, no, it, I remember like when motherfuckers like started like putting like bass in their shit because I feel like Easy E made like a resurgence because of like Bone. Yeah. And we were in like high school. Right. And so like I felt like a bunch of motherfuckers were like bumping like Easy E shit like because of Bone. That's possible. That's like possible. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like why would you go back like that far though to like you know, bump some easy, you know, and then, you know, you remember like uh real motherfucking G's. I don't know what year that came out. You know, that song knocked and had a fucking dope bass line. So like, yeah, if you had some like some 12, some 15s in your shit, dude, that real motherfucking G's was going to knock, dude. Yeah, I guess I'm guilty. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> bumping the bumping some easy a little yeah, later yeah. than I should have. <laughs> but no, I remember that shit though. Like I, I felt like I felt like he he made a comeback and like when like just when like 
our friend started driving and shit, and I don't know why. Shit like this. He's talking about driving around and shit. Like, they everybody got their licenses, so we're listening about yeah, yeah. rap songs about driving around and smoking weed and shit. Fucking sipping on a 40. We're drinking and driving. Fucking, I got five on it. We're smoking weed. We're driving around. Like, that was all you could do. Yeah, but at the same time, like, Easy came out. Like, he got a lot shit. of songs about driving. Yeah, yeah, but like, I don't know. That 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 was kind of weird. That like we went back in that like catalog during that time because there was like other shit coming out, dude. What like Southern Playalistic Cadillac music? There was just nothing yeah. to do. So that's why Easy E he gets embraced for, you know, he gets a resurgence for having the good songs of, about driving around and smoking. But it was also like fucking good bass lines and shit though, like. If you had some decent speakers in your car, I mean, they made your windows rattle and shit, dude. It was good shit. <laughs> Which I did. Yeah. Which yeah. I did. I uh I may be suffering from the the tinnitus now. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to say anything just yet cuz I don't know for sure, but uh motherfuckers nah, do man, think you need to protect your hearing. I listen to music a little too loud, louder than most people and they're like, yeah, "Wow, yeah. Like, that's really loud." Like, "Really?" I want to turn it up. Thought it was quiet. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. Well, yeah, man. Uh, well, since I have this whole studio and everything like that, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, us mixers and stuff like that, you have to be really, really careful for, especially, well, I mean, if you're listening to music for long periods of time, then yes. So yeah, you need to be really careful about that. What about mastering podcasts with loudmouth people? <laughs> is, is that word, gonna, I'm not sure. Is That's that going to blow word, out my sure. eardrums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The loudmouth people? Who knows? Yeah, probably, probably. We'll find well, I mean, out. That's the thing. I, yeah, well, we're all going to find out, dude. Especially the younger generation that grew up with fucking Apple fucking ear pods in their ear all fucking day or headphones. I wear headphones at work all day, but mostly I listen to fucking talk radio because I'm old and boring. I won't lie to you. You make an interesting point. I haven't uh, really been a headphone guy until 2015 when I started podcasting and putting on headphones on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, And it's not even that much. Not every day, like, but more so than I ever did, like. See, I did at work. I never, I've never liked earbuds. Um, I've always been a over the ear kind of kind of guy. Yeah, uh, cans. Yeah, yeah. I like some cans. Yeah, some uh, nice cans. And then those yeah. headphones that go over your ear that totally go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you have to be careful with those. I mean, because you have sound going directly into your ears. But I remember back in the day, though. Like, I used to fall asleep, like, to, like, Green Day albums, fucking Metallica albums. I have over the years, back in the day, when I was, like, 14 and shit, dude, and I'd fall asleep like that, so. You just fall asleep like a fucking yeah, yeah. child in the 70s and shit. Yeah, but we all have fucking hearing damage, probably. Like, I bet you we all have that shit because of uh, earbuds and earphones and shit like that. I haven't dude. owned a vehicle since I'm 16 years old that didn't have a subwoofer or two in it. 
Yeah. Like, I'm fucked. I'm paying for it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. And, like, you know, I mean, I'm a guitar player, and, dude, I got a fucking half stack sitting over there. Oh, God, uh, I'm a drummer, too. Like, I don't even yeah, really me mention that shit. Like, I've played drums for longer much much longer than i could ever drive like i've been blowing yeah, out my eardrums yeah. for decades and decades well me too and I'm i started so... playing i think i started playing before you did no you didn't how is that possible uh-huh i was in an orchestral oh, so. that's right you were a band nerd uh-huh and so oh, uh, you know right. I started back then and so you know and that went into marching snares which uh, i don't know if you've been standing next to a marching snare or some uh quads man those things get loud they're loud as fuck yeah Got them 12s yeah yeah them 12s in I your mean, fucking whip for fucking so, 20 years and shit listening to goddamn right dj hybrid every fucking day of your life and shit just fucking yeah banging so like shit on my drums here in my <laughs> studio uh you know so whenever i'm playing drums i usually play with um broomsticks you put broomsticks or, in your ears? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Very funny, motherfucker. But um, <laughs> my hearing is pretty good. So uh, I've actually taken, as far as like hearing musical frequencies, because you, if you're going to mix music, you, you have to be able to hear there you without go. fucking up your hearing. So yeah, don't fuck up your hearing, man. Rano, he might be uploading a whole bunch of footage from his... Uh... His trip to Aruba on his yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I gotta, I, yeah, I got to get that done. I got to get that done this week. I think you should uh, do that. Ron, you're a personality now, and I think it's time you, you do that, man. Where can the uh, the lovely audience find you? At Ledwell Music. L-E-D-D-W-E-L-L Music on the IG. I was thinking about getting a Twitter, too. I think I'd be really interested in Twitter. Yeah, you know enough people on Twitter where I think you can get on there and... Uh, you could be successful on there. But it'd be ma- mainly fucking sports shit and yeah. funny shit. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Fuck politics. All that shit's for fucks. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Pretty I can't much. get into it. I can't get into that shit. Uh, yeah, man. I, I got to live my life every day in the best way that I know how. And uh, I think everybody should kind of do that. So, yeah, if you're looking for that, go somewhere else. <laughs> If you're looking for fucking COVID information, check the CDC. And, uh... CD's nuts about fucking COVID now at this point. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, For real. Yeah, dude, everybody's sick of it, dude. Like, yeah, it sucks, man. Where where, where can people find you, Scav? You know what? I'm all over the interwebs, man. Just give me a Google. Scav D, short for Scavenge Detroit. Yeah, hit me up on there. And uh, click on everything you see. There's a Facebook. There's a Twitter. There's a band camp with uh, music. Uh, Are you still Scav D on, uh, on uh, Facebook? I thought you deleted that. No, my uh, Facebook profile still remains. No, oh, I thought you just had the uh, fake-ass radio show. Well, that's on there, too. Scav D yeah. still remains. On oh, there. Okay. You're on Meta. Dude. Oh, I am on, on Meta. Yeah, it's called Meta now. Yeah, yeah. Meta that. World Peace. There you go. Throw a drink on your ass. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna wet <laughs> you up, motherfucker. Uh, did, you, 
Did you ever watch that Netflix documentary on oh, yeah. that shit? It was great. The palace at the palace. Yeah, they imploded the palace at the very end of it, and I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. You just oh. gutted me. They gutted me. I didn't watch, I didn't watch it because, like, uh, maybe I'll go back and watch it. The last shot all I heard. Yeah. of the movie is them imploding it, and it's like, what's done is done, and the building yeah. is fucking gone. Well, you know, my thing was just like fucking blew it the fuck up. Okay, so shame on me for not checking it out myself. But when I heard that it was like it it didn't have much input from the Detroit side. It was like very uh Indiana based. A lot of Jermaine O'Neal, a lot of the the Indiana Pacers sort of perspective. You know, that kind of pissed me off. And I was like, well, then I don't want to watch it. You can't be like that. You got to watch something from the other perspective. No, no, no. That's fine. But they, but it was, you know, initially, like, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm going to get to watch, you know, this this documentary about it. Not a one-sided perspective of it. It really so, wasn't. I don't think it was. Watch. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll watch it then. You want to see yeah, all yeah. sides, and the, you get all sides. But again, okay, okay. The the last shot is horrible. Oh, okay. It's just it's yeah. just it's all here. They just left it there, like, and they they. Well, I mean, fuck the palace though. I mean, because the sound was shit though. Like, yeah. going to see bands there at blue. But I'm not. I'm still not watching the fucking Last Dance because fuck Michael Jordan. So I feel like they could have edited that down. To, <clears throat> they could have edited that down to um, I don't know, maybe two episodes. Yeah, dude. Fuck Michael Jordan. People are fucking lame, anyways. They're gonna fucking shit on LeBron James for doing the the decision, which was what an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours. Meanwhile, Jordan makes a ten. 10 hour documentary that's several parts about himself and he's the executive producer of it. Fuck him. Yeah, it's pretty boring. And he has yellow eyes. Yeah, exactly. And he and all he does is shit on his teammates. And uh And they kind of shit on him back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Ah, uh, god damn it. Ron. The Fake Ass Radio Show, we also have social medias. Follow us everywhere <laughs> that we are. Twitter's IG. Click links That's and right. bios. Click on right. links that are, you know, within the bio links, you know, the sponsors. Get yourself something warm for the winter from the Modest Mix. Get yourself some get yourself some tea. Yeah, get, get yourself some, some scotch. Hot toddy. Make a nice hot toddy, and then the summer, you know, summer teas. Can't get go your, wrong with that. Give yourself some of this shit with some peat in it. And Smoky then peat. And then hit up Meister, Meister and get yourself something nice to you know smoke out of. You oh, know, shit, to accommodate your smoke, man. Ron, they're gonna legalize weed in Texas soon, so uh, you guys. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm not gonna smoke weed anyway. I know. I can't. But everybody else will. There in Texas, and uh, you know, well, once you can well, casually smoke weed, you can get some some Meister shit and not feel weird about it. But nah, until that day comes, weed. man. Until that day no, comes. I'm just kidding. No, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Peace to all you fucking weed smoking motherfuckers out there. <laughs> I wish I could join you. 
peace to everybody whether you smoke weed you enjoy the scotch like i do or oh, i'm gonna have to get this fucking caribbean style beers as i do as well as i've been on that kick lately i've been drinking a lot of lagers man like a lot of light lighter lagers man i haven't been fucking with ipas dude i can't i can't anymore they light lagers yeah yeah well not like light but you know like a like a red stripe or you know a heineken or a stellar Artois or something like that you know or uh um, or uh Oh, England. Right. A lot of that shit lately. 